Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. We decided to take it to the street. This is Peachtree Radio FM. All right, welcome to everybody. Saturday is nice here in Atlanta, Georgia's Peachtree Radio FM. It's your boy DJ Sean. And man, um, I think we're going to call this one Houston, We Got a Problem. Yeah, Houston, We Got a Problem. We got the talented, the lovely. Man, this girl can sing and do it all. Queen Lisa Denae is in the house. What's up, Lisa? How you feeling today, Queen? Hey, I'm feeling great today, hanging out with my favorite DJ. It don't get no better than this. All right, all right. And, uh, again, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule and joining me here on Peace Street Radio FM out of Atlanta. And, um, Lisa, you know, um, you're no stranger to music. When did you... When did you start knowing that you you had a gift to sing and entertain for folks? When did, when did that come I think about? I, I, I started knowing when I was about four years old. I used to play the piano, and I could hear a song one time and go and play it. So I knew that I had a gift, and I would do the same with my voice. If I would hear a song, I had such a great memory. I could remember the song. One, after hearing it one time, and I could re, you know, sing it how I heard it. So I knew there was something special about that at a very young age. And I started singing in the church, and, you know, the rest is history. So as everybody, is, you know, in the R&B world, your background is church. Um, yeah. So, so tell us, you know, your years, you know, choir, playing the piano. How did the church folks feel when you started transitioning over to R&B, Southern Soul? Do they still have a little, you know, a lot of a lot of people I've, I've interviewed said, you know, some of the church folks still pissed off because I'm not doing gospel anymore and this and that. How, how, did, how did that outcome to you, you know, come about? Did people get upset with you? Did they agree with you trying to do, a, you know, a career change with your with your music, how, you know, talk to us about that. Well, it's, it's it was different for me because ever since I was a little girl, I was always too sassy for the church. <laughs> too sassy <laughs> for the church. So oh, I'm damn. this little light of mine, but I'm shaking my hips, this little light of mine, and I'm just feeling it, and I'm, I'm feeling it, and I'm shaking my hips. They always used to say, well, you're doing too much. Yeah, people can't. <laughs> can't focus on God because they're too busy looking at you. You're doing too much. Right. And so I think most people who know me from that side, they knew it was going to be a natural progression because my sassiness and my sexiness, it was just all in me, even as a child. And I couldn't wait to be an adult so that it would mm. be appropriate. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so it was well, a natural start- progression for me. Started young, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you mentioned the piano. Why the piano? Why the piano was that instrument for Queen Lisa Denae in the beginning? Well, we had a piano in my house when I was a kid. We had a piano in our front room, and my sister played. She took piano lessons, um, and then my parents just liked the look of it, so we had a piano. I remember walking up to it one time and seeing the keys, and I thought, 
this is the, this is for me. I I just looked at the keys on the piano, and I felt a connection to them, and I just you know it it just felt like it was calling me, and I sat down and I started playing. So so you learned the, you learned the piano all by yourself. Nobody taught you anything, just by ear, hearing a song. I played and... by ear. Wow. Yes, That's I played terrible. by ear. Um, I, I've been told that I'm a high-functioning autistic because when I looked at the keys, I saw people. So that's the reason I saw images. I saw people, like, literally remembered each key as a friend. So when I would sit mm. down at the piano, it looked different to me. Even my alphabet looked male and female when I was in grade school. That's why I learned how to read so quick. Everything looked like people to me, the keys of the piano, letters, everything did when I was a kid. So I was able to just go quickly. And once I heard a sound once, I knew which key I needed to go back to because they were, like, my friends. So, I mean, it was just a very strange and interesting gift to have. Wow. That is, that's unique. That's unique. Yeah. Wow. That's something you would hear in a documentary of an artist, you know, an old school artist from back in the day. But, dang, that's a unique talent. So, um... You know, through playing the piano, did you continue on playing the piano through your, you know, uh, middle school year, high school year, college year? Did you continue on, or do you still play the piano? I I play, but I don't play like I could. Unfortunately, when I was a kid, I experienced some trauma, and, I mean, that gift, it just left me very, very gradually. I would sit down, and the keys started looking like piano keys. And I would just sit there and scream because they didn't look like that before. They looked like people. So slowly I started losing that ability. And, I mean, I didn't know what to do. Um, I started learning to read music. But it's never been the same as it was when I was a child. That's the reason why I tell people trauma can change you. It can change your life. You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't dwell on it. But I do know, you know, that that was a part of my story. And you experienced so it. The good yeah. part the good part about that is it made me lean on my voice more. So that's when I truly became a singer. Wow, okay. Uh this is Peace Tree Radio FM right here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is your boy DJ Sean. And we got the one and only the talented, the lovely, the beautiful Queen Lisa Denae out of Houston, Texas. Again, uh Queen, I wanna thank you for you know, taking time out of your schedule and joining me here today on Peace Tree Radio FM. So, 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 Lisa, you. you know, growing up, you know, the the piano kind of faded away from you. Um, so, you 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 notice your voice, you know, was becoming an artist's voice, a singer's voice, and stuff. So. You never had the chance to say that, you know, soccer, softball, basketball, none of that ever come to your mind? It was just music. The music was all you concentrated on through your middle school years, high school years? No, I actually played every sport. I played every sport except golf. I played basketball, volleyball, was on the swim team. I was a cheerleader. So I played a lot of sports, but music was my passion, and it still is. And in some ways, I, I incorporated it, like with synchronized swimming. I was one of the only black synchronized women because it's music involved. 
So when I would be in the water and you and you do movements in the water to the music, it was like a perfect marriage. So yeah, I did sports, but music was the thing that got me out of bed every morning, and still is. Wow, wow. You know, um, mature now. You you're doing your thing. You have a, a awesome. You have awesome music that you wrote, produce and stuff. Is there is there anything I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump the gun a little bit. Is there like new artists coming in, new female talented artists such as yourself, you know, have gone down that rough road that you've gone down and went through and you know, now you've here to conquer it and everything. What would you tell a young talented female artist? What would you tell them? What advice would wow. you give them I, about I, this business? <laughs> I could write about a 12-chapter book, but I'm going to keep it brief. Um, I would tell them, know your value, because coming in, sometimes you don't even know how valuable you are. But people that's in the game know exactly how valuable you are. They see those dollar signs before you see them. So know your value and do not, do not play with your gifts and talents. Take it seriously. Be about the business. And, and you know, Try to enjoy it at the same time. There you heard it. Heard it, heard it here. First, that's why I say the, the program today is Houston, we got a problem. And uh, <laughs> a problem a problem in a good way because you're you're that problem. You know, that people yes. just don't want to you know, you're you're getting shows, you know, you're doing your thing. Do you feel though that the female artists in that genre Southern soul, soul, southern soul, southern soul, soul, R&B soul. Do you feel that that you guys are, or you, is getting your just due as far as sharing the stage, getting booked, and, you know, and getting your talent out there, you know, to other people to know, man, who's this, who's this young lady singing? How do you feel about I that? I don't think that we get our just due, but I understand that, you know, this is a man's world, and it's, it shows up in every industry that you have to be the one to, you know, sometimes you got to be the one to break the glass ceiling. Years ago, we would never see an artist like Lizzo, not mainstream. We would never see it, but we see it now because she had to be the one. So I think in Southern Soul, there has to be some women to rise up and demand the fact that I am worthy, I am talented, I'm just as good, if not better, than a lot of the men that get top booking and top billing. But it takes a strong, determined, courageous woman, this battle, and I am her. So I, I just encourage all women in Southern Soul, don't give up, um, because as we see with the hip-hop movement, the women weren't getting their just due either, but now they basically running it. <laughs> you know, they're coming into the game young, and they're coming in with six, seven, eight-figure deals, and they're doing it. So I think we just have to stay the course, but know that we're worthy, and know that we deserve a seat at the table, if not the head seat at the table. Exactly. You know, Lisa, I want to. I want to get. I'm going to get serious with you real quick. You know, you okay. and and people, you. you you guys that are listening, you can go to Facebook 
and and um, look, Lisa Dene, uh, she's very. I mean, when I say beautiful, she's very beautiful. You know, used to model and everything like that. So, you know, again, you're very beautiful. I mean, beautiful with a big big B. Thank you. Thank do, you. Do do some of these promoters do they expect extra out of the out of the talented artists that are beautiful? Do they want they expect more out of you guys just just other than singing, just to try no, in other words, try to get you in the bed and promise you a bunch of this and a bunch of that. Have you experienced that yet in your career? Yes, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I have always experienced that. And, you know, it's just like anything else, um, being an office manager at an office. I experienced it there. I experienced it mm. in sports when I was an athlete. You do get objectified. and people see you as a sex object, they feel like, oh, since you're pretty, uh, you must want the attention. And it's it's crazy to feel like. You know, because somebody is attractive or cute or pretty or whatever you want to call it, that, you know, there's some object that you feel like you want to play with or you feel like you want to have some type of control over. It's been a gift and a curse, to be quite Mm -hmm. frankly um, honest with you. So I learned at a a very young age that, I mean, that comes with the territory, um, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be that way. It really should not be that way. Right, um, right. But it is. It is, and I think most women um, have learned the hard way that sometimes being pretty ain't what it's cracked up to be. (laughs) It can be very difficult. I mean, getting into even a business discussion with somebody, and they're staring at you, and you're trying to talk to them seriously, and they're like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. You're like, can you focus? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like you want to – you know, you you want to be like, oh, my God, can you see past that, please? And, you know, I will say that, although I will say that since I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate it and started to use it for my advantage because it's either going to work for you or against you. And I feel like when I was younger, it worked against me because I didn't like the mm-hmm. attention. Well, right. now that I'm older, I'm realizing, hey, it's not going nowhere. So you might as well try to use it as for your advantage. I won't let anybody take advantage of me, though, and I'm not right. going to sleep my way to the top because right. if it was that easy, everybody would already be at the top. So you we got know that it's right. not that easy. <laughs> yeah, we know it's not you got that, that easy. Right. So, so, Lisa, <laughs> let me ask you that. If, if there was one thing that you could change about that, you know, about, you know, uh, you know, people trying to get you know get you in the bed and things like that. If there was one thing that you would change, what would it what would it be and why? I would change. I would change the way people see women, especially if you're attractive or shapely or anything. I would change the way we're seen and just seen as a regular person. I would also love to have just one day for men to feel it. Just. Feel it for one day how it feels to be looked at like, uh, you know, a plate of food, <laughs> to be looked at like an object, like, oh, my God, I just want to have you. I would I would love for men to feel that just one day because it sounds good when mm-hmm. you don't know what it feels like. It sounds good. 
because everybody wants attention. But think about the fact that you get attention from old men <laughs> that you don't want it from. Young right, men that's old right. enough to be your son. I mean, wow. you know, young men is young enough to be your child. Um, right. You know, it, it, it it's not all what it's cracked up to be. So I would love for men to be able to feel it for just one day. DJ Sean, I would love for y'all to be in our shoes just one day. All right, all right. Like, oh, this too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I know exactly what you're going through because as a big time celebrity DJ, you know, man, I used to get, I mean, oh, I'm a, let's go up here and hang with the DJ so we can get, you know, at these after parties and stuff like that. So I know exactly, you know, how, you know. Uh, that situation is because I, I've been through it and still go through it sometimes, but um, I don't let it. I just let it go one ear and out the other, or one one glass or out the other glass. But you know, I I talk when we had, when I talked to you before on my other station. One thing that I noticed about Queen Lisa Denae is when she comes through that door, she's not. You're straight up who you are. You're beautiful. You're going to walk with your head up. You're going to, you know, I've seen you strut. And if people chitter-chatter about you, you, you're still going to be who you are. You know, and I, again, I noticed that about you. Why did you have to come to that demeanor to make people, you know, see, you know, this girl's about her business when she comes through the room and get us on the stage. <laughs> well, you know, I think, and I say this in one of my R&B songs, this is a line I put in my song, it says hard times and heartache. Hard times and heartache will always reveal what you really made of. So hard times and heartaches is what made me who I am. And I can't, I don't think anybody could ever back me down or ever put me in a corner or ever take my confidence because I paid the price through hard times and heartache, and I didn't sit down and cry about it. I used those things to make me who I was, to fuel me, and to make me and give me the determination and ambition to say I'm here and I'm here to stay, and I'm going to do what I came here to do. That's right. Uh, let's go to a quick uh, station identification right here on Peachtree Radio FM with the queen, Queen Lisa Denae. Be right back. For the best in R&B, period. Stick with us. Peachtree Radio FM. All right, this is Peachtree Radio FM with your boy DJ Sean. And we got the queen, the queen, straight out of Houston. Houston, we do have a problem. Queen Lisa Denae is in the house. Again, queen, I want to thank you. You're always there to answer the phone when we have things to talk about or go over something coming up or come up with a plan to you know, help one another through something. And, and I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you more than you think. You know, you're more than a friend to me. I love you. And, and, and I always tell you, anything I can do for you, sweetheart, you know I got you. And, and I just want you to keep being who you are and, and don't change for nobody. Oh, I thank you, DJ Sean. Thank you so much. And the feeling is so very mutual. I have to say that you are the DJ, like how DJs used to be. You know, when you were an artist, a musician, anything, even just a party person, your favorite person is the DJ. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it kind of changed, but you are that guy. 
you're the DJ that just makes you happy, makes you smile. And I feel like you do so much for artists that, I mean, you're the true definition of what a DJ is supposed to be. So I thank you for always looking out for artists, especially us women, and, you know, just being real, being straight up, giving us the game that some people won't give us. (laughs) So I appreciate you and for these opportunities um, to be heard. So I I can't thank you enough. No problem, no problem, as always. Um, You know, Lisa, you a big, a huge advocate of domestic violence. I am as well. I am a domestic violence survivor as a man. Um, I have a, a story, a testimony that I can tell that will be on here for a long time. But, you know, being an advocate because you you uh you you're on it you're always on it you know what I mean and you know even when the you know even after the awareness actually I used to tell people domestic violence isn't isn't just a one month you know awareness and domestic violence is every day every yeah. week every minute every second you know 365 days a year 24/7 you're yeah. Your ambition and, you know, to stay in the music, at, you know, when you were told, oh, you're not going to mount to nothing, you'll never be anything. Tell us a little bit about what you went through and how it made you stronger today as a, as a strong artist, a unique artist. Well, for me, being in an abusive relationship, it's... Um it kind of changed me. However, I think what makes me an advocate is that I didn't know it was abusive at first. It seemed normal because of some of the things I experienced as a child. So I didn't really know that the verbal abuse, the mental abuse, of course we all know physical abuse, but that's not the only way that that you can be abused. So I didn't know at first. I just thought this is how relationships were. But once I learned how to love myself, and that's why I talk so much about self-love. I realized this is not normal. This is not healthy. This is not the way it's supposed to be. This is abusive. So as as an artist, um, I always try to put some form of self-love in my music because I think that mm-hmm. is the key. And as I go forward speaking on domestic violence and getting uh, invites to speak at, at domestic violence events, I tell them all the time, I'm not here to talk about my abuser. I'm here to talk about what freed me from my abuser, and that was mm-hmm. self-love. And mm-hmm. I'm such a big advocate of self-love and self-awareness. And if a person cannot see your value and love you, then you have to love yourself enough to keep it moving. So that's my platform in regards to domestic violence awareness. And I have to say shout-out to you, DJ Sean, because so many men suffer in silence so many men are being abused right now as we speak, but mm-hmm. will not speak out. Don't feel mm-hmm. like there's any hope for them. There's no shelters for men as far as domestic violence. There's little, very little hope and resources. So I thank you so much for being vocal about it, and hopefully that will help someone else understand that they don't have to take abuse, and they can get out, and they can be happy and healthy just like you. Exactly. It, it it doesn't, you know, I used to be like, you know, oh man, you know, if I tell my homeboys or something like that, it's going to make me f- feel like I'm a punk. 
No, actually, it feels that I'm survive. I'm a survivor, and I'm here to talk about it today. Like you said, to help somebody, even if it's a male or female. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of females have gone through a lot worse ordeal that I went through, and I'm like, wow. And I'm like, what I went through is like candy to what some of you ladies have gone through. You know, so I'm like, wow, I am lucky. I am one of the lucky ones to be here. You know what I'm saying? To tell about it. And yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say it, whether you think I'm a punk or not. For but, you know, that's that that's that that's that Negro mentality that some of us men have that don't have. We don't know how to. You know, um, my grandfather, you know, was 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 a mentor. My grandfather said, you know. Never put your hand on a woman, and if you got to put your hand on a woman, you need to walk away. You shouldn't be together. Right. So those are the right. things that my grandfather instilled in me as a young man. You know, now I'm like, yeah, I can poke my chest out because I'm here today to do that because, you know, it. whether you think I was a punk or not, you know, I'm here to say it. So... I feel you being an advocate. I'm right along with you, and you know we need to have more, more awareness, more, you know, more talks, and you know, more stuff on about it. Like you say, kids go through, you know, domestic violence. You know, your grandparents go through domestic violence. Everybody goes through a, yeah. a violent. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Yeah. And I lost three very close friends to domestic violence that are no longer here because of it, murdered. So, mm. you know, that hurts. That, that's a very right. hard pill to swallow when somebody is taken away from your life like that. So, you know, I don't think I'll ever stop talking about it because of that reason. That's right. Got the queen, Lisa Denae, in the house with your boy DJ Sean right here on Peachtree Radio FM, Atlanta, Georgia. Again, thank you, Lisa, for being a part of our show. Now, let's get into what we're here for, the M-U-S-I-C, the music. Yes, yes. Why are, why are you one of the hottest female artists right now in the movement? Oh, you know, I just feel like because I'm authentic, I'm real, my music is always going to be authentic. It's not going to be for everybody, but it's going to be for the people who relate to me because I don't feel like I want to be an artist to try to reach everybody. I want to reach the people who feel me, and I think that's what gives me whatever edge I have is because I'm going to come to you real. I'm giving it to you real and authentic. That's right. Boom. Got to put the boom on in that one. Um <laughs> Lisa, where where is your favorite place you love where you get that that one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and fifty percent love, you know, when you're on that card? Where's that where's that special place you love and always to go back because the fans showed you so much respect, so much I would have you to know, say. love and caring. There's two places. One is Chicago because that's where I'm from. And every time I get in Chicago, I can touch down in Chicago and my whole spirit change on the plane. I love the city. I love the people, and they love me. Um, they're getting a little new to Southern, so, you know, they got the blues, you know, the blues in Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
But it getting into the Southern Soul, so Chicago is one. But I got to also say Mobile, Alabama. I love Mobile, Alabama, and they love me. And I don't know why they love you, girl, but I'm always going to go back to Mobile. <laughs> right, if, right. I, if anybody listening and you need a show, you need somebody in Mobile, holler at your girl because I will get in the car and go to Mobile any day of the week. That's what I'm talking about. That's that dedication. And drive all the way from Houston to Mobile, Alabama. That's what I'm talking about. Already. That's what I'm talking about. You know, Lisa, name some artists right now that are, are, you know, got your ear on fire. You're like, man, they're talented. Man, oh, man, that's a a nice song. Who's, Who's some artists out there now that catches your ear, you know, when you're listening to music? You know, it doesn't have I'm to be really, Southern Soul. It can be Southern Soul. It can be R&B. It can be Soul, you know, whatever your preference, anybody. Well, October London caught my ear. I think he's catching everybody's ear. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anybody sound that close to Marvin Gaye since Raheem Devon. And mm-hmm. I've been a Marvin Gaye fan since I was a little girl, literally on the playground crying when he died as a child because I love me some Marvin Gaye and still do. So October London got my ear. But also Marcellus the Singer. Woo! Marcellus the Singer. Oh, yeah. He, he has a way of bringing that R&B into Southern Soul and giving it a Southern twist. It's magical. I love it so much. I love his style, his swag, his voice, everything about Marcellus the Singer. Now, Candy Janae is another one. Candy Janae, a Southern Soul artist, she's sassy, she's flashy, she got the lyrics that's going to make you say, did she say that? (laughs) (laughs) Reminds me of myself. (laughs) Right, right. So I love love Candy Janae. Um, I mean, I listen to a lot of hip-hop, so, you know, I'm I'm all about Roddy Rich for some reason. I love me some Roddy Rich. And don't judge me, but I love the baby. But those are the people that really got my ear right now. Um, okay. Name someone that you would love to do a collab with. You know, anyone. Anyone out there you would love to do a collab. All the above? All of the above that I just named and throw in some Raheem Devon. I love Raheem Devon. I would love to do a collab with him. Um, I would love to do a Southern Soul song with a Tejano artist also. Um, just to bring a little different flavor. Oh, yeah, that would be some... That would be some, yeah, I, some wholesome music right there. Yeah, oh, wow. a culture clash. I love the yeah. music. I love um, their culture. Um, you know, I'm learning a little Espanol, but I'm not where I need to be. But uh, I would love to do something cross-cultural. I think that would be awesome. Oh, wow. Got it going on there, girlfriend. All right. <laughs> That's right, Peace Street Radio FM. It's your boy DJ Sean, along with Queen Lisa Denny. Uh Lisa, let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media, or you know, where can they go and listen to your music? You know, how can they download can it, me. stream it? Yeah, you can find me on Spotify, all music platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, um, Tidal, Pandora, any any streaming platform. I'm on there as Queen Denae. Um, Queen Danae on YouTube, Queen Danae Official on Instagram and TikTok. 
Um, and I'm also on Amazon. So if you are Amazon shopper, go to Queen Danae. I have a page where I list all of my favorite products because I am a professional shopper. <laughs> so if you love to shop like I love to shop, go on and look at Queen Danae's favorite things on Amazon and see what you might like. Get your girl a commissioner too. <laughs> All right, all right. And and you said you're from Chicago. You know, you you still represent Chicago, you know, um you know, coming from Chicago, you know, the blues, you know, um house. You didn't tap into the house, you know, the house side of the music genre up there in yes. Chicago. Yes, I love the house side. I love the stepping side too. I think I was more on the stepping the Chicago stepping, then the house music. I love the house music, but the stepping and the blues is really what got got me because it's smooth. The stepping was so smooth, and watching the couples, you know, do their stepping together, I think is what made me really fall in love with that that movement. Um, and the blues was just always a part of my life. So I think those genres kind of caught me um, early on in life and just grabbed a hold of me and didn't let go. Wow, okay. Then was your uh, mother, father, I know, were there, you know, were they um, involved in any instruments or, again, I, I know you said, I think your mother, your sister played the piano. In church, were your mother and father or grandparents did anything for the church as far as music-wise as yes. you were young kid? My grandfather was a pastor on my dad's side and my grandmother was a singer. Um, and my dad played the violin, and my mom was a dancer. So we were always, you know, around music. Music was just like such a big part of everybody's life in my family, and still is. Oh wow! Awesome! Awesome! Wow! Violinist, pianist. Wow! You got it going on up there in the Dene family. All right. Yeah. You know, so you know, so when you moved. You know, from your 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 R and B soul from Chicago and landed in Houston. What? Why did you decide to take your talents and and and, and dip into Southern soul and try it? Well, I have to say, uh, it was mostly other people telling me. You know, when I first moved here, I was singing with a band and I was doing R and B, and I was getting gigs because I was out there grinding. But then the gigs start drying up, and I was trying to figure out why, because every other city I've lived in, I've been able to do this full time. Mm-hmm. Well, people are telling me, you got you to tap into Southern Soul, and I just didn't see it, because all the Southern Soul artists that I thought I knew of seemed older to me. And I, right, I thought right. it was like something I might do in retirement. Not, you know, not being funny, but <laughs> I really didn't think it was for me. And the more people kept telling me, do your research, you know, give it a try. And I decided to give it a try, and I really wish I would have done it sooner because it really fits me. It suits me for sure. Oh, wow. Okay. Again, uh, Lisa, uh, I want to thank you for um, being a part of being, being a part of my interview here today on Peace Street Radio. FM, you're my first artist from Texas here oh, on right. 
Saturday. So that's a big thing for me. And besides, you know, you are the bomb diggity with that voice of yours. And, and you know, Lisa, another question I want to ask you before we go, and this is kind of not really personal. You know, you're a, you're a plus size female, and you're again, you're very beautiful and talented. Um, going from one genre to another genre, did that have any weight on you? You know, where, where you're going to get accepted? You know, because some people, some people have negative things to say about plus size and BB, you know, BBW women and stuff, full figured women and stuff like that. Did you ever, you know, allow self esteem to get in the way of that or anything like that? Because you're a confident woman, so yeah. I know well, you were you know, a model never, as well, right? Yeah, I modeled when I was younger, and honestly, I never saw myself any different than anyone else. And I have to credit my father for that because ever since I was a child, he always built me up. He just built me up so big to the point where I didn't think I was any different. I never saw myself as plus size, even though I knew what size of clothes I wore. <laughs> <laughs> I just never saw myself as any different than anyone else. So I guess for me, um, when people would say, oh, plus size, BBW, and oh, uh, you're so confident, I just didn't understand. I was like, this is normal to me. This is how my whole family looked. You know? <laughs> Everybody oh, wow. in my family built like this. So it just you know, didn't occur to me that it wasn't normal. And I'm grateful for that because I know for some people it is something that, you know, they're not comfortable with. But I've always just, you know, saw myself as who I was. So I never had any issues with that. I think for me, unfortunately, um, the biggest challenge for me coming into Southern Soul was people not accepting me because I was more glamorized. You know, I've always been glamorous, period. That's just who I am. So I think I've had more of a problem with that than I have with my size for some reason. Um, I guess people don't feel like it's a glamorous genre. I don't know, but (laughs) I'm going to the grocery store glammed up. So that's just who I am. And if anybody knows, anybody from Chicago, we don't do no half-stepping with our appearance. That's just who we are. And, you know, big, small, tall, short, that's kind of how we do it. Right. Um, I haven't had any problems in the weight department. Thank you. Even as a model, I can't. I gotta say this. Even when I was doing modeling, uh, I couldn't understand the women that were very, very thin had low self-esteem and bad body image. They would always say, well, "I hate my arms. I hate my legs." And I was looking at them like, "What? I mean, you're you're a perfect size six. What's wrong with you?" So I learned that it's all in the mind, anyway. Yeah, mind over matter. Everything's mind over matter. Yep. Everything is, you know, for my concern. But again, uh, Lisa, thank you. Um, any, any anything you want to say to the, you know, the full figure women, the curvy women, the you know, you know, the full size women out there. Say, yeah, say something. Go ahead. Tell I them something. Say, be- be beautiful and love yourself. Just be healthy. As long as you are healthy and you're watching your health, you know, don't try to be like anybody else. We weren't made to be the same size, the same shape, none of that. Because trust me, you're going to look at those pictures when you get older and say, I was fine. Man, I didn't know how fine I was. 
So believe me, you're great, you're fine. Focus on being healthy and just get around people who love you no matter what size you are. All right, you heard it it first here on on Peachtree Radio FM. And again, Lisa, Queen Lisa Denae, I appreciate you for being a part of my show. We're going to get ready to take them out with Love, Hate. And uh, and you guys have come on back right after uh, Lisa, Lisa Danae Love, Hate here on Peachtree Radio FM. And we're going to get in more into the show, you guys. Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate you. We Thank love you. Thank you so much, DJ Sean. Love you, too. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. We'll be right back. Coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. We decided to take it to the street. This is Peachtree Radio FM. For the best in R&B, period. Stick with us. Peachtree Radio FM.